Saving Us Sisters is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored. Wasteland. Two men mysteriously linked by alien technology on a podcasting mission to boldly deliver video game news and views directly to your brain. This is Gaming Uncensored. <laughs> and now, your Gaming Uncensored guides, the dynamic duo, the video game gurus. Yeah, okay. A man on wheels and a Yeti with a modem, Jamie and Tommy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is Jamie Jordan, and this is a brand new episode of Gaming Uncensored. And uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 makes me feel dirty. (laughs) You know it's a Grand Theft Auto game. When even the leak has a strip, uh, a clip, a trip to the strip club. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but yeah, it does have a trip to the uh, strip club in the leak, and that's how you know it's Grand Theft Auto. Yes, uh, so. I, I also enjoy hearing you try to say uh, "trip to the strip club" uh, over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know. I tried to be all smooth, but cerebral palsy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it does what it does. That, that's probably that's from somebody's probably gonna make that into uh, a segment <laughs> or a piece of production. Kevin, we're looking at you. Uh, let let me let me help you out. Trip to the strip club. <laughs> I can see I got it one time, so you got the. Sh- Grew up in there and you got a good take. And uh yeah. Yeah. Tommy's sitting over there. What's up, man? Not not much. We got we got a lot to talk about today. Yes. Uh, we've got Grand Theft Auto 6 leaking. We've got uh events from Disney, Nintendo, Sony, which I none of the Sony stuff. Sony had a state of play. I don't think any of that even made the show notes. <laughs> like it's crazy. Uh Ubisoft. Uh uh I don't we'll see how much we get to go by gaming at censored.com uh to see the show notes because we definitely aren't getting to all of it. Uh speaking of which, uh also thanks to the Patreon guys, Cabbage Jose, Narc Duff, Josh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kavash, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, Sam, Andrew, and Luik. Uh, you can also have your name over at GamingUncensored.com if you want to support us there. We thank all of the guys that are supporting us because uh, uh, y'all are awesome and let us play video games and, and that's a good thing. Uh, and we will hear from Andrew in just a bit because we have a segment as well today. Like, it's such a cool show. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that we actually have somebody who submitted a segment and uh, I'm not sure if it's Andrew, but but I believe it is that that uh, I I caught a little bit of the of the uh, transcription mm-hmm. of the segment 
And basically, that, he starts that, by guilting us about not having a roundtable. So. I think that one might have been Chad. Because we got another one. We've got... I, I don't remember who that was. I saw it, too. Uh, but yes, somebody is is guilting us. Uh, yeah. It's, um, it's somebody guilting us about a roundtable and uh, talking about The Last of Us. And so I was like, oh, it's Chad. Like, I can uh, yeah. read the transcript in his voice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so I've, I haven't even listened to it yet because I was just like, oh, yeah, that's obviously Chad. So if it's not Chad, I'm going to be really surprised, but I'm pretty sure it's Chad. <laughs> well, you know, we, we haven't been guilted by Chad in like a year. It so. has been a while. So it is, yeah. uh, it, it was uh, obviously time uh, for us to be guilted by Chad. Uh, so, so a good thing. all of that to say, the Woods Mount line does work. Yes. Uh, there, there are people submitting things. And uh, yes, Chad, we hear you. We need to have a roundtable. Yes. Uh, I, I, we understand this. <laughs> we want to have a roundtable because honestly, the roundtable is better than this. <laughs> uh, but, yes. you know, yeah. I the got other... stuff. You got stuff. Yeah. yeah it... It is so hard for us just to schedule the two of us right now that like trying to coordinate any further schedules on top of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the other thing I, we also really want to do uh, and we get to do today and we'll get to do in the next show uh, is play segments more again. Uh, and so yes. super pumped to actually have segments in the queue. Uh, we haven't said segments in the queue for ages, but we have a segment in the queue right now. We've got one we're going to play today and we've got one in the queue. So that said, voicemail line 509 game 210. Uh, let us know your thoughts there or record a voice memo or whatever. Send it to gaminguncensored at gmail.com uh, or however else you want to try to get audio to us. We don't care. There's lots of ways you get audio to us. We'll figure out a way to play it. Uh, that's that's our yeah. job. We'll figure it out. Uh, so just get us audio and we will get it on the show. So uh, yeah, very, very cool to have a segment. Very, very pumped about that. I actually feel like we're on top of things today because uh, we we had the the big Grand Theft Auto week this morning. Like, it's not yes. like it happened a week ago. It happened this morning. Yes. You had to send me a text and be like, yo, go <laughs> check this out. Um, and I did. And uh, we're, we're, we're on it on the same day, and I'm really excited. Yes. But this this may be the show that we uh, that we have to start sending to like potential sponsors. Exactly. Or, yeah. You know, Especially this, with this part where we talk about this show being the yeah. one that we <laughs> Absolutely. It's fantastic. We're professional, man. That's what we do. That's what we do. So all that said, I, how about we start off with our segment? Let's uh let's hear from let's do uh, it. Andrew about the Steam Deck. This is a special request segment. Uh JB put the call out and Andrew responded, uh, talking about the Steam Deck uh and and emulators, which is super cool. So uh here is Andrew. G'day, Jamie and Tommy. Andrew here. You wanted a segment about what I've been doing with the Steam Deck. Uh, all I've been doing is installing emulators on it. So the Steam Deck is ultimately a Linux PC with a fancy front end. So that means if you go into the Linux desktop, you can install whatever software you want. And some people have put together a really convenient package of emulators uh, called EmuDeck. If you go to the website, emudeck.com, uh, you can get instructions for how to do this, but 
literally it will install emulators for pretty much every console that has ever been released up to the Switch. So you can play your Genesis games, you can play your SNES games, you can play your Game Boy Advance games, your Wii games, whatever you want. Uh, the next step is to get ROMs and install them. I've been choosing to jailbreak my old devices so I can rip the ROMs directly rather than going to dodgy sites on the internet. But that's not, strictly speaking, required. Possibly required from a legal standpoint, but let's ignore that for now. The other thing that makes this package really nice is Steam ROM Manager. So rather than having to go into the Linux desktop every time I want to do stuff, Steam ROM Manager will pass through all of the directories and find all of the ROMs that have been added, and it will add them as shortcuts into Steam so you can just directly access them from the front end. I really recommend you do this if you've got ROMs that you want to play. Uh, it is pretty easy. When it comes to the Switch, if you have a launch Switch, then there is actually a hardware vulnerability, which means that Nintendo cannot implement a system that stops you from jailbreaking it, which is super handy for being able to rip any game, even really recently released ones. Uh, and so that's what I've been doing. Just an extra set of games that I can play. That's it. Have a good one. Okay, that's really cool. <laughs> Isn't it really cool? Like, like, I really wanted to say something cool coming out of that segment, but, <laughs> but that's really cool. Um, I, I here, Here's the thing about the Steam Deck, and w- which I, I think is the most intriguing thing, is SteamOS is finally to a point where I feel like it's usable, and I'm just kind of waiting till that time comes where I can give up a hard drive and and put SteamOS on it and just see what happens because apparently it's getting real good. Yeah, uh, and and I I just love hearing stuff like this because that's exactly what you want to do from any with any kind of hardware. When it comes to Valve, like that's exactly what you expect from Valve. I yeah. don't know why, but it's what I expect. Well, I like, mean, part of it's just that it's a it's a gaming platform, you know, and so it just lends itself for something like this Steam Deck emulator thing, you know, like it just it just makes all the sense in the world. It's just such low hanging fruit that somebody did, and it's awesome, and it's you know like. Again, there's going to be more of this kind of stuff with the Steam Deck. It is such a cool, intriguing piece of hardware. Uh, and the fact that it is just, you know, like Andrew said, it's it's really just a Linux PC, you know, with a with a cool front end. Uh, but you can get into the, the Linux PC part of it, and it's just a computer in your hands. And that's super cool. So, uh, yeah, I dig it a lot. I I am like I said at some point I'm gonna install SteamOS because I've been looking at different YouTube videos and like people actually installing word processors and and like actual stuff to do some some work and make it a usable OS and and it's just a really cool idea. Yeah, really cool idea. 
It, it very much is. Uh, I I have waited for this moment too because I wanted to get this uh, reaction on uh, on camera. And <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, our Steve Deck arrived this week. Uh, <laughs> so okay. I, I I am showing Jamie. <laughs> oh my God. Wait! Stop the show! <laughs> Wait a minute! Hang on! <laughs> You managed to keep that from me for how long? I think it got here Wednesday. So uh, so four days I've, I've had this thing sitting in my house. Now, I've been so busy, I've hardly had time to play with. Uh, play with it so uh but i i have a little bit and so uh yeah look at look at that guy uh right there let me get back up this is believe it or not and it's you know obviously showing up over a camera or whatever it's it's hard to see but this is uh 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 cyberpunk running on the thing oh and and like well it's crazy that like it works like well okay so (laughs) i gotta tell you a story because now i understand like Tommy's not the greatest liar ever. Okay, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, man, but you're not great at that. <laughs> you're you're just a reasonably honest dude. This is true. And, and funny story, Jennifer asked me, which Jennifer's the lady that's been working with me for anybody that's here and doesn't know who she is. Um, she's been working with me on the weekends. And she asked me yesterday if I had heard from you. And I was like, no, and it's kind of weird because he knows I'm at the house and we need to do a show. There's stuff going on. And uh, we have been, Jennifer and I have been watching Star Wars uh, because she wanted to watch through Star Wars. And I was like, sweet. Okay, (laughs) I have somebody else that I can watch through Star Wars with. So when you texted me last night about doing the show, I did not see it. But all of that to say that I saw that I saw you playing uh, Cyberpunk. <laughs> it popped up on Steam and it said Tommy's playing Cyberpunk, and I was like, "That's weird." He bought it on the PS5. Did, did he? Did he buy it? What did he do? What's going on? <laughs> I almost said something. And I realized that you have been like eerily quiet. Now I understand why. <laughs> and and like, I don't hate you for yeah. nothing. It's just like, I, we, we have a Steam Deck. Yeah. I I uh, I think our boy Logan uh, over at the Facebook. I think his and, and ours arrived the same day, which was cool because I saw him post on Facebook about it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna post it too. And I was like, no, I gotta wait. I gotta hold this until we're doing a show and get Jamie's reaction uh, on air. So uh, I I'm so, glad I did that. So 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 now I'm really kind of upset that I'm not gonna see you in a couple weeks. I know, like, right? <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not real happy about that. Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's 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 a really cool device. Like you know, I, I was expecting to think it was pretty cool. We've been talking about it for a long time, and I've been waiting. We've been on the wait list for months, obviously, and weren't supposed to get it for another couple months. We had the story a couple weeks ago in the show that they had like been able to up production, and so sure enough, like it showed up two months early, which is super cool. Um, but it's legit, like just a handheld PC. 
like Steam running on it, like looking good again, like playing Cyberpunk. So I've, I've mostly been playing Cyberpunk on uh, GeForce now. Like that's been the primary way that I've been playing Cyberpunk. And so I've been playing it, you know, RTX on ray tracing on ultra settings, you know, like the whole thing. My internet's fast enough that I don't get performance issues with having, you know, GeForce now maxed out. And so I've been right. getting the really, really pretty version on my PC when I'm playing it, other than it being 1080p, because I haven't paid for the yeah. more expensive uh, tier of GeForce now to get the upgraded resolution. But other than that, it's really, really pretty on the PC. And so when I, you know, got the Steam Deck, I was like, that's the first thing I'm going to install just to see it and i was prepared to go okay and now i've seen it let me go you know get whatever else i've also you know downloaded stardew valley of course <laughs> like it's a yeah. device that makes sense for that and i fired up uh cyberpunk on it and i was like this is legit cool like it has an optimized like in cyberpunk there's an optimized graphic setting for the steam deck and so they've already gone through you don't have to like you know pick and choose every little thing about how you want it to behave. I'm sure you could go in and customize it more, but I've been really satisfied with just the kind of stock steam deck settings. And I've been playing cyberpunk on the steam deck, like more than just for like a gimmick, but like sitting on the couch, like, Hey, this is pretty cool. It's, yeah. Uh, it's exceeded <laughs> my expectations in that way, which is, which is fun. Now, the thing I want <laughs> to know about, and it's lame because it's not, <clears throat> it's not the purpose of that piece of hardware, but the thing that you haven't had time to play with, obviously, is desktop mode. And and you're not going to use the Steam Deck like that, really. I mean, because it's a handheld device. Yeah. But I'm curious. Yeah. I, I'm just really curious what that looks like, what it feels like. Uh, kind of how too. that works. I yeah. so I have uh fiddled around with the actual desktop side of the Steam Deck. So when you uh launch into your Steam Deck, it launches into you know essentially Steam big picture mode, like that's what you get on it. Like that's uh you know what I'm familiar with in, in Steam World, and so that's essentially what the front end is. But you could just click to go to you know the Linux desktop, and so I have the one the other thing I really wanted to play with was just seeing if I could get. GeForce Now and Game Pass to work on it. And I've got both of them working. And so I can play all of the Game Pass streaming stuff or all, or really just Cyberpunk or whatever from my Steam library on GeForce Now. Um, I could do either one of those on the Steam Deck and it works pretty flawlessly. But part of that is you have to go in and, and like do a few kernel things to get it to see the controller settings, right? I'll just, you know, like you got to do a little bit to make that work. And so I had to go through the desktop mode to make that work. Uh, and so that gave me a little bit of experience on that side without having a mouse and keyboard actually plugged into the thing with just doing it all via the touchscreen and the trackpads. It's not great <laughs> as a user experience, but it, even like when I was going to do it, it's like, we recommend you do a, use a mouse and keyboard for this. And so I could have, but I would have had to found an adapter and all that kind of stuff and didn't want to deal with it. So all that to say that it it really is super flexible. You're going to be able to, you know, do ROMs, do mods, do like whatever, because it's just a little, you know, handheld PC. So the idea that you got Game Pass running on the thing is insane to yeah. me. Is it that wild? <laughs> That's insane because yeah. that's what you want is Game Pass on the go. Yes. Like that is the ultimate way 
to play Game Pass. The the caveat, and, obviously, being is that in order to do Game Pass streaming, which is all you've got, you don't have like downloadable Game Pass games. You can only do the cloud right. stuff. You have to have the internet connection to do it. And so right. if you're in a place that doesn't have good internet, you don't have good Game Pass. But if you've got good internet, then sure. You've you've got Game Pass, you know, on a handheld that's just streaming, which is, yeah, just again, just brilliant. I I it's mind bending to me what people are going to be able to do with this thing. And I wonder if Microsoft is looking at this going, okay, this is not what we want to happen. Because (laughs) the guy (laughs) that I used to get Game Pass working is from Microsoft. Like they have the guide on their website of how to get like configure Microsoft Edge uh, on your Steam Deck to uh, Mm -hmm. to play Game Pass on. And so they're bought in. (laughs) They want their platform and everything they can get it on. So they're happy with Game Pass being on Steam Deck. They don't mind. They want it everywhere. I'm sure they would love an app eventually. You know, like that's ultimately uh, Microsoft wants that just saturation to every platform possible. So that's just crazy to me isn't it like, wild here i've got just uh, nutty i just pulled up mlb the show that i'm streaming on game pass here that is so playstation studios i love that moment right there there was a playstation studios logo right. yes. running off of microsoft uh uh xbox cloud gaming on my steam deck <laughs> that's where gaming is currently so here's what i wonder about because my gigabit connection that I have, and you have one too, I've le- I'm learning does some flaky stuff, especially if you're on wireless. If you're on wireless, it's great. But if you're on wireless, eh, kind of like even just streaming on the TV does some weird stuff, sure. even on a gigabit connection. So, the curious, the thing that I'm curious about, and we should already know this, but does that Steam Deck have a gigabit Wi-Fi card in there, or is it 10100? Because every, I've figured out that every TV that I own has a, a NIC card, but they're all 10100, and that's worthless, you know? Obviously, the Steam Deck is going faster than that if you're streaming Game Pass on it. You would think, but I, I'm just, I'm just curious uh, what what a speed test would look like because I, even with gigabit uh, internet in my house, and I'm getting used to it because I'm here more. Wi-Fi is still sketchy. Yeah, like at least for me, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. You're you're in a different place, different environment, but it... Yeah, but Wi-Fi yeah. is just sketchy. Like, the nature of Wi-Fi, you know, like... And I, you know, I, I'm using my AT&T gateway. I don't have a, an external uh, wireless router. And so I, I specifically don't have, you know, high-end Wi-Fi in my home. And for right. the most part, my internet's fine. We don't have issues with streaming, like television streaming or any of that kind of stuff 
terribly often, but you know, it's Wi-Fi. And so every once in a while I have issues with it, just like anybody would, um, which I don't hardly ever with the hardwire. I mean, obviously that's what anything right. I care about is hardwired with now kind of the exception of this guy, because this guy doesn't have a easy hardwire right. option. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, I'm running a speed test on it right now just to see what I'm going to get off of it. So, I I just it, I will never have Tommy's full attention again. I hope you people realize that it's over. The, like to be honest, I haven't had his full attention for seventeen years. Yeah, this is fair, uh, but now you just got. I'm also just so you know, this is going to surprise <laughs> nobody. Uh, I kid you not that like when you see me, like my gaze go down. I have my Steam Deck right here. But directly behind it is the Broncos game running right now, too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the dude that really cares about the content that we're putting out. Like, he's, he's, got, he's got the multitasking turned up to 11, ladies and gentlemen. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Can I just ask you, are they winning? Uh, I, I actually, it froze up on me, so I haven't looked down. It's at halftime right now, so I'm not exactly sure what the score is. So if it makes you feel better, I've been paying enough attention to you that I didn't see the score for the last five or ten minutes. So <laughs> hey, I'm used to it. I just want people to be aware this is how we roll. Yes. By uh, the way, about 400 megs up and down uh, on the Steam Deck over Wi-Fi. Okay, so, so pretty happy yeah. with that. Not bad at all. Yeah, it's it's a definitely a gigabit card in there. Uh, so that, that's cool. And I haven't spent uh, a lot of time streaming games on it again, because like the main thing I've played on it, which has been, you know, an hour's worth or whatever has been cyberpunk, which I'm running natively, which right. almost always I'm playing cyberpunk on the cloud. And so it's actually the steam deck is the only place I'm playing it natively. And it, I get, it's a smaller screen, obviously it's lower resolution there. And so you take that into account, like it looks as good running natively on my steam deck as it does on my PC. It doesn't look as good as running it off the cloud with all the settings turned to their max. But if right. I run Cyberpunk natively on my PC using my PC's hardware, they, there's basically no difference between what the Steam Deck looks like and what my, you know, mid-range aging PC looks like at this point. And, and that's cool. Like, I, this is, you know... When we were kids, uh, and I've talked about this a little bit before previously on the show, like I didn't have handheld devices when I was a kid. We were just broke. And so the fact right. that I had consoles at all was really fortunate. That's basically all the kind of like cool things I got. I didn't get like any kind of other toys. I just loved gaming. And so with what little money we had, we bought video game stuff. And so that's what I grew up doing, you right. know. Uh, but that just, I never had money for handhelds. I always missed that going on trips. And I always wanted a Game Gear so bad, right? Like, yeah. I never could get into the Game Boy because of, you know, especially the original because the monochromatic thing. I just didn't like it that much. But the Game Gear was like, it was like a console, but a handheld, you know? Like, it, it was, like, I had one. Yeah. They were so freaking cool. I never did have one, but I wanted one so bad. And this is like the grown up version of that Game Gear when I was eight or whatever. That is, it's PC games. Like, it's legit PC gaming. But on a handheld, you know, like, yeah. it, and I've been playing the Switch for years. And I love the Switch. And, you know, my favorite all-time game is on the Switch. Like, I'm not trying to dog the Switch here. But there's a qualitative difference between what you get on the Switch and what you get on this guy. Like, this thing's a beast. It's really freaking cool. 
It is really cool. And uh, I think <clears throat> the thing that is the game changer is that you can basically play every game that you have. Like, if you have a game, there's probably a way to run it on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Like, like Cyberdeck's a great example because when I first, like, went to download it, it was like, this is not confirmed as a, like, Steam Deck compatible, because I don't remember exactly what they call it, but they have, like, Steam Deck optimized experiences or something like that. And, like, one of the things is you have to use the touchscreen to, like, navigate into the game there's like a launcher a cd project right. red launcher whatever and you can't use the controls to do that it's like okay like touch play you know like it's pretty easy to get around but like it's a game that's not really quote unquote optimized for the steam deck and yet it works great again i've ran into i've ran into a million bugs because that game is buggy as heck you know like every single cyberpunk bug still exists on the steam deck but it's not the steam deck's fault it's the game's fault yeah it has all those bugs the steam deck side of it has been flawless and it just has blown me away how well it's worked good frame rate i don't know what the frame rates are but they're not like hitching up frame rates and that kind of stuff like it's smooth gameplay again on a smaller screen you can get away with a little bit lower frame rate and still feel good and like just yeah, I'm really been impressed. I I'm I'm so happy <laughs> because th this is I think this is a big portion of why we still do the show and and Duff started it and and now now we're just, we've we've always been gear fiends. We've always really we like gear. We don't really care what it is. Audio gear, video gear. Video game, we we don't care. We just like gear, and 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 Duff started it, and and now he's got us buying our own stuff. <laughs> I noticed that he's like phased us out and hasn't sent us anything really cool in about six months. <laughs> right? He's probably like screw these guys. They don't use the stuff that I send the way That's I the want truth. them to. So yeah. Speaking um, of, we gotta get to some VR sometime. We got a little bit of VR news if we get to it. Yes. We're not gonna get to it. Go by the show. But, but like, got the, the fact, the fact that like the fact that we have the Steam Deck in our hands because we yeah. have enough money from this show yes. to actually pay for it is really awesome. So yes. I just want to take a minute and say thank you to you guys because when we started this 17 years ago, like I I was nuts and said it's gonna be huge. <laughs> and, and I said it every week for about six months. And, and and it didn't exactly turn out the way I thought it would, but I, it, it it turned out differently, and it's still like way cool. It turned yes. out differently than the way I expected. So, I, as lousy as we are at doing this, <laughs> like it allows us to get cool stuff and so i don't ever want to stop you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's a really cool deal for sure and that's like jamie's saying that's all you guys uh and and big thanks to the patreon guys uh that have helped us be able to do stuff like this both getting gear for the show so that the show is improved uh but also getting to play games and have stuff to talk about and being relevant in this 
area of what we're talking about. Uh, a Steam yeah. Deck is not something we probably would be hands-on with uh, outside of of having that ability, thanks to you guys. And so uh, we yep. are we are massively appreciative. So, so said, since we spent twenty minutes on that, <laughs> we've now we've now like nixed half the news in the show. Yep. We got to talk about some news. We do. So let's start with the Grand Theft Auto thing. Um, it, it's it's newsy and it's a little interesting in, in the actual content. We'll talk about both. The, the newsy part of it, we'll kind of get that out of the way here to start because it's just really pretty brutal what what's happened here. So this, this leak of Grand Theft Auto uh, content. Uh, and so there's... Uh, screenshots, there's video content, and you can go find it. You can go watch the video content that leaked. I it is did. all Yes, yeah. uh, we'll talk more about it here in just a second, because it is interesting in its own right. It is all very early, uh, and so don't, like, go to it expecting to be blown away by it, because you probably won't be, because it is very early, and you will see that. Uh, but it is. Grand Theft Auto and, and Rockstar has... It, essentially confirmed it as their you know kind of corporate speak and and not quite confirming it but inside sources have confirmed yes this is truly you know what we're working on and all that kind of stuff but the other big thing that came out is the source code as currently exists for the thing also got leaked and having screenshots and videos of you know early early development stuff is one thing but having the source code of that game out there uh is whole nother level not something that i can make any use of but there are people that can both people who are just you know uh bored hackers that are going to be like oh that's really fun but also a whole rest of an industry of gaming (laughs) that gets an inside look at rockstar's development you know like that's wild and how in the world that leak happened uh, uh, like rockstar's got a lot going on already and this is now another really really big thing going on for rockstar while they're trying to make you know a follow-up to one of the most successful games of all time. Uh, it is just, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. So, <laughs> I'm thinking about C- CD Projekt Red right now because CD Projekt Red was and has been a big deal for a really long time. And Cyberpunk had huge hype Everybody was looking at it, including us. And then it launched, and it wasn't so good. Like I thought for a long time that that Rockstar is one mishap away or one bad game away from being where CD Projekt Red is now because you can say all you want about the bugs in cyberpunk and you know how how messed up it is and how they should have taken more time but they made the witcher 3 which is one of the greatest games ever made and i can say that not putting more than about five hours into it. like i still need to spend a, a good portion of my life with The Witcher 3, I can say that it's one of the greatest games ever made, period. No discussion. Okay? I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, oh, crap. Now the source code's out there. This is going to delay development of Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah. It's going to cause problems. Are we looking at Rockstar now 
as walking into that CD Project Red territory where it's like, yeah, they may be in for a rough ride for the next couple of years, you know? Yeah. They, they've been untouchable for a decade. Yeah. Relatively speaking, because recently Rockstar hasn't been looking as good as they're, they had well before that. They, they had a botch release with the, the three Grand Theft Auto games, uh, the remaster, remake-ish things. that were just right. kind of, we could go on and on about how those are, are not what necessarily people were either expecting or wanted or whatever. But they have shown the, the flaws of their system in, in recent time. And yet at the same time, I'm still seeing ads on TV for Grand Theft Auto 5 content. Like that thing or Grand Theft Auto right. Online at this point because that's all it is, but Grand Theft Auto Online content, which is a huge, huge deal. Like they're they're still, you know, doing well. And and again, Grand Theft Auto 5 is now north of like 120 million units so, sold or something. Like just absurd numbers, whatever it is at this point. I would be interested though, like this is when you said CD Projekt Red, it, it made me think about the fact that Cyberpunk while having so many good ideas is so flawed as we've talked about, one of the ways that it's really flawed is it just doesn't execute some of the really basic mechanics of, of an open world like you've come to expect from something like Grand Theft Auto. I am curious to how excited those devs over at CD Projekt Red are just to kind of peek around in this source code and see if they could figure out a little bit about how Rockstar does some of the things they do that they weren't able to pull off with CD Projekt Red. That's why the source code thing to me is such a big deal. I don't know that they will. And there's, I'm sure, some internal, you know, ethics about what people are willing to do and, and look at or whatever. Like, I'm sure there's a ton of code of ethics, but there's also a ton of business here. Uh, and, and the idea that you can get a really inside look at how a competitor does something certainly going to be tempting if not something that you're going to jump on and, and really dive into and so I, that's again with all the leak stuff the source code thing to me is just the most shocking of it all and, and like I read a story I actually took time to read a story and I can't remember what website it was on but Apparently, the hacker got into their systems through an employee's Slack account, which that in itself is funny because, you know, Microsoft's all about security and they want to be like Apple and sign in with your, uh, sign in with your, what is it? Live idea, or whatever. I, right. I don't even know what they're calling it at this point. Uh, they they wanted that for years, and if you install Windows 11, like there's no option to make a local account. There's a piece of software out there that will turn all that crap off, and you can make a local account for your computer, and you don't have to have the Microsoft account. Like, I, it just came to me. It's called the Microsoft account. Um, uh, but that's what they've been trying to do. And, and you know, now Slack gets hacked and you're like, well, crap, I don't, I don't feel good about that yeah. now. Um, and granted, everything can be hacked. Like, I'm not singling out Microsoft or Rockstar. Like, there's nothing out there that is secure. 
Yeah. And if you believe in securing, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, it's just how bad does somebody want it? Uh, right. and ultimately, if, if somebody who is skilled enough and wants it bad enough, they're going to break your system. Uh, and yes. so this was somebody who wanted it bad enough and was skilled enough to break whatever level of system existed. Maybe it wasn't nearly as obviously it wasn't as uh, robust as it should be. <laughs> like that should be the first thing Rockstar is doing is just figuring out how it happened in the first place and, and fixing those uh, vulnerabilities because it will continue to happen. Uh, <laughs> now people are like, oh, Rockstar, we can break into their system, get their stuff. Like people are going to right. do more and more of that. So all that said, uh, just really quick on the actual content that we saw. So we got to see video of Grand Theft Auto 6 again very, very early, but you get to see both of the protagonists. We heard this story about, you know, they're working on this dual protagonist thing, uh, uh, a male and a female character. And then so you get to see a little gameplay with both of them. Again, you don't really get to see anything. It's not like a promo video no. that Rockstar's trying to sell you on. It's, it's like scanning around the environment and looking at angles. And it's just like, it's not something that's necessarily really fun to watch. Uh, and it's like you said uh, a little bit ago. It like it's Grand Theft Auto. It looks like Grand Theft Auto. Textures are really early. There's not like lighting effects. You know, like you get just a taste of it. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look bad. I was really impressed with how not bad it looked considering its early stage. But it's not sexy. It's not something that they were ever trying to show off uh, for people to see. Uh, but I'm gonna be honest. Like it whetted my appetite for Grand Theft Auto 6. I was like, oh, I can see kind of where they're going. I'm, 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 I want like their official version of this. I want to see what Rockstar puts out to kind of sell me on this thing. But I hope that comes relatively soon because I love this franchise and Grand Theft Auto 5 is phenomenal. And so I want more of it. I And I think that's the thing. I mean, Grand Theft Auto is like the NFL. It doesn't matter where you put the NFL it doesn't matter what time frame you put the NFL in. I mean, for crying out loud, they're they're using a game every week on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like that, that is the weirdest. Like I, I watched Isn't that weird. I, I watched PTI this week, and Tony was complaining about the fact that he didn't even realize that he had Amazon Prime. <laughs> like, he had to get his son, Michael, to, like, come over and, like, dig around. And, like, here it is. Like, he didn't even know he was paying for it. And then Mike was like, yeah, I knew I had it. And then, like, I get halfway through the game and, like, the internet messes up. And so Mike was like, the, the point with all of that is that, that's exactly what Grand Theft Auto is. It doesn't matter where you put it. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if there's a leak. It doesn't matter what goes on in the studio. People want Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And and whenever it releases, it will be the biggest thing in gaming that year. Like, there's just, yeah. you, you, you're not getting around that. Like, it will suck up all the oxygen and, and probably deservedly so. So it's not coming this year. It's not coming next year. <laughs> like it's, it's a way. No, off. but I bet we'll start getting official stuff from rockstar next year. And, and so I'm excited about when that happens. So 
All that to say, something that we theoretically are getting next year. So Nintendo had a, a Nintendo Direct that was like super newsy, had all kinds of stuff in it. Uh, a lot of like life sims, if you're into life sims, which I do enjoy a good life sim here and there. There was like 50 of them in this Nintendo Direct. But there were two pieces of news that are of particular interest uh, to us, being who we are. The first is that The Legend of Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild sequel has both a title and a release date. Um, the title is Tears of the Kingdom, which is interesting. Uh, and then the release date is May, May 12th of next year. Well, uh, and so, uh, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know what we're playing when you're here. Yup. 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 Uh, now. As always, uh, take release dates with a grain of salt. Uh, in the same Nintendo Direct, Nintendo pushed back release dates for stuff that they had announced that was coming sooner and will now come in the holiday season. <laughs> so this is the first release date we've got for uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which is the official name. Uh, now we can start calling it that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a holiday uh, game uh, for next year. But man, if it gets here in May, I'm all for that. There, there was a trailer. It's you know just a little teaser trailer to really show us anything gameplay. People have uh, analyzed it to death online. So if you want to go find that, you can. But I just have to throw in one other piece of of news here because it was fascinating to me just how this played out. Um, Nintendo announced this Nintendo Direct, but did specifically said that it wouldn't air in the UK out of respect for the death of the Queen, which fine all well and good uh but okay. seems a little strange you know but okay deference to the queen I, I i appreciate you nintendo uh and then it comes out that the name of this game the big announcement in their nintendo direct is tears of the kingdom and you're like oh that's yeah. why <laughs> like i get why you didn't do that so it's it's one of the things i'll always remember about this game now just a random little thing uh but Big deal there, obviously. Uh, hopefully going to be a huge game. The other big bit of news from it was uh, coming to the uh, Nin six, uh, Nintendo 64 expansion pack on the Switch is the 64 version of GoldenEye with online multiplayer, which is also very cool. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Like, I, I have Goldeneye in my living room, like, it's sitting, yep. it's sitting on the cabinet, plug, <laughs> yeah. plugged into my N64. Why this is interesting to me, I have no idea. But it is! This was Nintendo going, hey, 40-year-old Nintendo fan, we see you. We're going to give you a lot of farming sims, which we know you're kind of secretly into, so you're probably going to be excited about those as well. But then we're going to pay off with Zelda and Goldeneye. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, okay, cool, you got me. Like, done. Spot on, Nintendo. Way to go. Uh, yeah, so, it, it, Goldeneye with online, uh, like, again, it's so bad. It's such an awful game. I'm really curious if they're going to preserve the 64 control scheme, which already is a weird thing on the Switch, like trying to play 64 games, which I have. I've played some uh, Ocarina, or I've played some Majora's Mask on uh, the 64 uh, uh, game, what is it called? Uh, uh, ex expansion pack. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and it's fine, but playing a 64 game with the weird 64 controller trying to be on a more modern controller is strange. And so I'm curious if they're going to do that with GoldenEye of Keep It with the one analog stick kind of approach, or if they're going to make it more true to a modern shooter and or give you the option to play it either way. But 
you're going to get smoked if you try to play it in like you have to hold the shoulder button to aim mode <laughs> like yeah. in the original way. Uh, and so I, I hope if they do give you the option of either or they also do matchmaking based on your control scheme because you just would have no shot <laughs> like it would just be okay awful. first of all i love where your head's at but let me just remind you this is nintendo this is a fair and point. that they're not going to do any of that. Like, it's <laughs> fabulous that your head is there. I love you for it. But it's Nintendo, and it ain't happening. You, you are They don't care. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they do not care, uh, even a little bit. So, uh, But still, just super fun that they have decided <laughs> to put out GoldenEye, which obviously was already going to be a, 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 a hot commodity on the expansion pack, but to add online play to it uh it's cool now also it being nintendo the online play is going to suck like it's yes. just going to be bad but it's going to be bad because it's nintendo and because it's goldeneye and i think those like two bad things together could actually kind of make it fun um and again if nothing else if i could just get like the group of guys that i played goldeneye with yeah! you know 25 years 30 years ago whatever it is now uh all on a switch which half of them don't even have a switch you know but i get them all on a switch we could play some goldeneye online that would be fun so i dig it for that's, that if nothing else that's what i was thinking about was the three or four guys that i used to play with and get smoked all the time. <laughs> yes. um, the, yeah. the only the only way that I ever had a shot was if I managed to get to the RCP ninety. There you uh, go, <laughs> and just I could just spray people. Yeah. Other than that, I had no shot whatsoever. So. Did, did you did you have the rule that nobody could play as odd job? Because we did that, like <laughs> unless like yeah, you were I, really terrible, like, oh, you're you're awful, you could be odd job, and nobody else could be <laughs> odd job because he's impossible to shoot. Right. Because <laughs> you only have one analog stick. Cause it's yeah. <laughs> it's, oh man, the games we used to think were great. So yeah. um Ubisoft also had an event. Like I said, tons of stuff happening. Uh, Ubisoft had an event that uh, had a bunch of Assassin's Creed news. Not surprising there, because uh, Ubisoft loves nothing more than just releasing a ton of Assassin's Creed games. And so we got details on Assassin's Creed Mirage, which we heard the leak about uh, about a week prior, uh, which is officially uh, going to take place in Baghdad uh, and around Baghdad uh, in the ninth century, uh, which is... To me, like at the heart of like what I love about Assassin's Creed. And so just from like uh, Valhalla, you know, always seemed like cool to me, kind of. But like Vikings and, and Assassin's Creed just never made sense in my head. You know, like that connective tissue between those worlds, whatever. This going back to like the original Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, this feels a lot more in that kind of period piece thing. It also feels like it's going to be really focused on the city as opposed, and I don't know, it could turn into this, but at least right now, my wish casting on it is that it's going to be focused on the city and not in this big open world thing. If they could do that and bring it more back to their roots, I think Mirage could be cool. It's also Ubisoft, so I doubt any of that happens, and it'll probably be just another Assassin's Creed game. But the trailer looks pretty. Real quick on that, I I know this one kind of gets to you because especially when we first started and uh, you guys first got married, you guys were lucky enough to get to travel a lot. That's, that's mm. a thing that you, 
you were very, very, very blessed to do at a young age. You got to go a lot of places. One place you never got to go and is intriguing to both of us is just the Middle East in general, which yeah. it sounds insane. <laughs> like, why would two white Christian guys want to go to the Middle East? And oh, by the way, one of us is crippled. <laughs> like, like that sounds like the worst idea ever. But there's there's something about over there that is intriguing to me. You have you have always had a love affair with Dubai, and I yes. think it's it's kind of that same kind of a thing. You know, there's. Like it's just a huge desert, but there's all this money and there's all this stuff. And so you've got this weird juxtaposition of really, really, really poor uh, third world kind of situations going on with really, really, really rich people. Yeah. And, and it just, I don't know what it is. It's a, Am I talking out my butt? It's really intriguing to me. Well, I mean, obviously, part of it's just the history uh, of of yeah. the region, which you know, obviously, what like Baghdad is today, <laughs> which is not a place that you want to go visit right now for most right. people. Um, it's not been that for its entire history. This was the center of the world, you know, like it, this was uh, where so much of modern culture comes from and and to be able to experience it's just like the original assassin's creed game with you know uh going back to the middle east and in israel and and just getting a a taste of a historical perspective of something in a video game format that was purely entertainment and stupid ridiculous unhistorical most of the time but getting that like flavor of it in a in a you know uh medium that hasn't ever done that before was one of the things that made the original Assassin's Creed so cool. And Assassin's Creed 2 was the same way. And Assassin's Creed 3 was kind of the same way. And then you kind of start trailing off and then you just get into like, oh, here's a Viking game. Uh, which, again, nothing wrong with a Viking game. But that just didn't have that same feel to it. And and to be fair, like a Persian setting isn't completely uh, a new. But Assassin's Creed kind of made its name in this very similar kind of uh, uh, environment time period, historical context. And that just gives me hope. <laughs> and again, it's almost certainly uh, uh, unwarranted, un, uh, uh, not going to be obtained hope, but gives me hope that it can get back to some of its roots and, and maybe put out a game. They did say that they're not trying to make every future Assassin's Creed these massive 120-hour RPG epics that the Odyssey and Valhalla have been. Because one of the biggest reasons I just haven't touched Valhalla, I loved Odyssey. Odyssey was super fun, but I just like had to move on from it because it was ridiculously long. Um, uh, Valhalla, I knew was going to be that way. And I'm just like, I got way too much other stuff to play. It's not that interesting to me for me to spend my time on it. If you can give me something that on the front end, I know isn't going to be that much of a time sink that you're going to give me a more condensed and better experience as opposed to just massive sprawling for the sake of being massive and sprawling and do that in a way that's reminiscent of what made me love the franchise in the first place. You you would get me back. Um, aside from that, 
Yeah. And then the the other, there's more Assassin's Creed news because obviously they can't just announce one game. They've also got another game coming that's right now codenamed Red and all we know about is it's going to take place in feudal Japan, which is all well and good, but like there's a bunch of other samurai kind of games, you know, like that's now like not a, a different thing. That's not a unique thing. It, it used to be. Yes, Not if, anymore. If they would have put this game out five years ago, like it would have been a bigger deal. Like if they would have, instead of like chasing kind of a similar thing that they've been doing of, of, of repetition with Assassin's Creed, kind of rinse and repeat and putting out a game every year and instead went to Japan, you know, five years ago, it would have been a bigger deal. But now it just kind of feels like whatever. They're also making a mobile game and, and maybe Assassin's Creed on a phone is cool, but like, it's not something I know that anybody is asking for. You know, <laughs> it's just at the same time, I'm looking at the potential of Assassin's Creed, maybe going back to its roots of being cool. There's, all this other Assassin's Creed stuff. And we still have Assassin's Creed Unity kind of floating around in the background. That's also a thing, but not, a th- yeah, it's just a mess. And I just, again, that, that franchise started so strong and just to be at this weird kind of flailing place at this point is a bummer. It It is. I, I just, there are, there are companies out there that it's almost like, and this is going to sound harsh, but there are companies out there that I look at that I'm like, okay, you guys need to stop. You guys need to make one game a year <laughs> yes. or, or, or two games a year max, and the rest of it needs to go away. And, and UB has become that. Like, <laughs> that they have the ability to make good games. See Beyond Good and Evil, see Splinter Cell. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, they have the ability to do that. Uh, but just because got to stop. Yeah, they've become so formulaic. Like, I I haven't played Far Cry Six. I haven't played much of Far Cry Five, and I like that franchise, you know. But it's just like I know what those games are, <laughs> you know. It just it's hard for me when there's so much content out there to go to something that I know is a solid B-level game of something that I've done before in a slightly different location, you know? And it's just unless there is a, a different hook for me there. Eh. You know, and it's kind of the same way with like Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs Legion looks cool, and when it's like free somewhere, I might play it, but I don't know. Like it just, they, they just make a whole bunch of games that I'm always like, eh. and you know, those games should be like an Assassin's Creed game should be like game of the year contender when it comes out. Like it should be like that level of a cool game because it's such a cool premise and such a cool potential gameplay style. And it's turned into a like every year rehash thing, a call of duty. Whereas again, call of duty sells a billion copies. And so it's not like saying that that's a bad, you know, formula if you want to make money, but it's not ever like Assassin's Creed is not like a game of the year contender for the most part. Like maybe, you know, that like fifth nominee that we're throwing in there to kind of throw them a bone, but like nobody thinks that Assassin's Creed is going to be game of the year. A solid B game, you know, and I just want something that like blows my socks off again. That when I play it, I have that kind of like first Assassin's Creed like experience of going, this is something truly different than what I've played before other games that exist. Now, you're talking about an IP that has existed in like who knows a dozen different iterations now. And so it's hard to do that, I get, but they're not trying very hard to do it either. 
Well, and like I said, they can because they did it with Splinter Cell. The, the original Splinter Cell was unique, and it was great. Uh, it it was really good. Like there there was a there was a a, a time when the original Splinter Cell was a reason to have a PC. Um, yeah. That, so they they can do that, and that's what frustrates me about Yubi, is that, look, I know you guys got the skills. What are you doing here? And yeah. what they're doing is trying to do what they can do to make money, and that's great, and, and we're capitalists, and so more power to you. But, you know... Why yeah. not try and like care about your uh, <laughs> user you, base? You could both know? make money and make better games. Like, yeah. like you may make a little bit less money, uh, and so if you're just looking to maximize, but you might not. Like, it's just riskier to try to do something a little bit different. And and they've got a formula they can. I bet no. I bet before they released uh, Valhalla, they were like, "This is how many units this game's going to sell." We're pretty confident of. Because we have such a formula in place that we could a- anticipate exactly what kind of review score it's going to get, exactly how many people are going to buy into that, what our kind of diehard fan base is, what our kind of moderate fan base is, how many people are going to go and find this on a streaming service in six months. Like they knew, like they had a formula for that game that they, they, I, I bet within a pretty small margin of error, you know, uh, knew what their uh, return on that investment was going to be. And that's fine. Like I get it from a business standpoint, but from somebody who wants to play a a good and interesting game, like that's just not a a super fun way to make art. And I, I hesitate there and say, we we've talked about games as art before. And we both absolutely believe video games are an art form. Yes. Uh, But they're also an entertainment medium as well. And, and there is consumer art (laughs) that is uh, not as good, uh, good, maybe uh, to uh, a subjective of a word there, Uh, but that doesn't execute in the same way, you know, in order to, to make money. Uh, And this is a business first. It's an art form. Second, I would argue for almost everybody that's making games. Yep, that's correct, sir. Uh, really quick, I'll mention a couple other things. Uh, and then a little girl, I think, is going to pop in here, too, because she wants to talk about a game. <laughs> so we just oh. we got things going on all over the place. It's fun. Uh, Amy Hennig, uh, let me mention this, because this is pretty big, and then we'll probably wrap here. So GamingUncensored.com for the show notes we didn't get to. Uh, yep. Amy Hennig, who used to be uh, with Naughty Dog, uh, made a name for herself uh, working on Uncharted and, and other stuff, uh, started a new uh, uh, company a while back, and they announced last year, just about a year ago, that they were working on a Marvel game. Uh, Disney and Marvel Game Studio had a big uh, uh, showcase uh, also in the past couple of weeks since last we did a show. Uh, and they gave us the first kind of look at it. Nothing like very, very brief teaser trailer. But what we learned about it is this game that Amy Hennig, coming from kind of Naughty Dog World, uh, is working on is uh, Captain America and Black Panther during World War II. Uh, and so, like, origin era uh, Captain America, the way I've understood it is actually not T'Challa, but Black Panther's grandfather, I think, uh, and World War II. Uh, and I'm intrigued, at least, to see so, if they could pull off a cool Marvel game and 
to do Captain America and Black Panther, which are not Marvel characters we've really had in games yet. So, remember what you just said about taking a risk? Yep. That's a risk. Yep. <laughs> That's what that is. That's a risk. And I applaud that because that could be really cool, but it could also be really awful. Yes. And this is you the know. thing with Marvel, getting into that same conversation we were just having with Assassin's Creed. Marvel is very much that way too right now. Like they are very formulaic with taking risks here and there. The game side of it a little bit to me is a little bit different than the, the TV and, and, and film side uh, in that there's just not been a ton of really good Marvel games. Uh, and like the ones there have been like Spider-Man uh, aren't like directly from Marvel, you know, <laughs> like right. it, it's, it, yeah. you know, it's a licensed game. Uh, and this is, you know, but this is a little bit more coming from uh, the heart of Marvel. Um, and so uh, I'm curious to see if they can execute, but I love the concept. I, you're absolutely right. This is taking a risk uh, that, they have a billion dollars to take risk with. They can take risks. Like they're going to be fine. Yeah. Disney's a pretty big company. I don't know if you've heard of them, but uh, significant. Uh, yeah, and so the, they're the, going to be okay if this is a total failure. If the game never sees the light of day, um, but if they do execute it, like that's a cool concept, and I'm really interested in it. And I want to see you know the narrative style of what Amy Hennig has been able to do in her career, and that with you know this setting and these characters and, and everything else could be freaking fantastic. It could, it could be a lot of fun. And like the, again, going back to the previous conversation, Disney and Marvel have the ability to make good content. I finished Obi-Wan last night and that's real good. Yeah, it was solid. Um, I, I was not uh, I was not totally into the ending, but there was nothing really else they could do, and unless they like totally blew up the entire Star Wars franchise. <laughs> yeah. So, so I know they didn't want to do that, but but like that's some solid stuff, and and uh, yeah, I, 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 I you 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 said a good <laughs> word. Uh, that's very intriguing yes. to me, something like that. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I've got a little girl banging on the door, so I'm going to go open the door real yeah, quick. You should do that, yes. <laughs> let her in, but I have to like unwire to do it because I have... Dad, let me in, she says. <laughs> All that good stuff. So, and I'm going to uh, stall while he's getting her oh, in here. There we go. Can she open it? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> There she is in a very pretty dress, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that dress. She is fabulous. Isn't she? You are fabulous. Mm -hmm. I know that. You know that. (laughs) You know that? So are we going to talk about a game? Uh Uh-huh. What What game game are we going to talk about? Disney game. Dreamlight Valley. Mm-hmm. The uh the uh early access version, I guess is the best way to say it, of Dreamlight Valley is on Game Pass. Uh and so you nice. go play the, uh, the Disney Life Sim. So Genevieve made her a character uh of herself in Dreamlight Valley. And what have you been doing? Um 
I've been walking around and saying making gifties. Yep. But not many yet. No, we haven't met Minnie yet. Yeah. Have you been talking to Mickey and Goofy? Yeah. Did you do some fishing yeah. with Goofy? Yeah. <laughs> Was that See, pretty cool? Yeah. See, I love this idea. I love this idea. It's a really good idea for a game. It is. It, and, it, it is definitely early access, and it has its, like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, playing along with her uh, to help her out. Uh, and so the concept is great. The execution still needs a little work. Most of all, it is not voiced, which is just nuts to me. Hello. Wow. So yes, it's ma'am. Yes, he, he could hear you, I promise. And um, she did in the studio. She's in check, check. I yes. love it. She knows what to do. Oh, don't hit the mic, though. People are listening. That's going to be real obnoxious. <laughs> so, uh, Dreamlight uh, Valley, cool idea. I like Needs a little more Valley. execution, but she's really digging it. So, I well, good. I'm glad. I like when you play video games. It's good when you play video games with your dad. <laughs> And if you are not watching this on Patreon, little girl, uh, uh, people, I am looking at a little girl's tongue right now. <laughs> she seems to be very. Do you have a wiggly fascinated. tooth? Mm-hmm. I have. We got a tooth. It's just about to come out. It was wiggly last time we did a show. It is real close. Well, it's coming. The tooth it's coming. Coming is already here. It's uh, it's already it. <laughs> so she's got two teeth sitting right there. So. Here's yeah, right my there. question. Here's my question as we wrap up. Like, I don't know what the uh tooth fairy rate is in Genevieve's me. house, but I, I may have to contribute to that. <laughs> How much money do you think the tooth fairy is gonna bring you? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. <laughs> That's a pretty Her expensive tooth, tooth right there. Yeah. We got like 25 cents when we were kids. Yep, That's yep. like gold. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, uh, well, you know, she's uh she's she's moving forward with inflation. That's right. That's for sure. Uh we have more ice cream in the freezer. You have ice cream for me in the freezer. Yeah, well, I came in to do the show. They decided to go to Dairy Queen to get ice cream. So I missed out on going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> ice cream would be here for the show. So but I got you ice cream. But she got me ice cream, so it's okay. Okay, so he's going to go eat ice cream, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he obviously... He's here. He's here, here but I'm going to let him go and eat ice cream. <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, need to do that. I got you. When I go, though, I could get you the Yes, I would love that. You want to ask JB what his favorite kind of blizzard is? Uh-huh. Butterfinger. I love me a Butterfinger blizzard. Butterfinger. That's a good choice. What kind yes. did you get me? Do you remember? Mint Oreo. <laughs> really? That's my yes. go-to blizzard. Mint that, Oreo. That's, that's a and good call right there. Watch, um, Oreo. Yeah. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not watching this on Patreon, <laughs> this is some high-quality content right here. Can I still so go by yeah. the Patreon page. Check that out. Go by the website. Check all that out. She's now showing me her dress, uh, which her dress is fabulous. I'm Jamie. That's Tommy. This is Gaming Uncensored. You need to be here, but for now, we're out. We're really long. 
love it. Would you like to submit a segment for the show? Send it to gaminguncensored at gmail.com. And don't worry, we'll play just about anything. Gaming Uncensored. <laughs>